0: Amen. It's nice to be back in the house of God. Let's just pray, shall we? Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, of coming before you. We thank you, Lord, and you economy, me, Lord, you have ordained that we have a day set aside just to pursue you. So we ask, Lord, that we just set our minds and our hearts to be still in your presence. That we'd hear your voice, Lord. We thank the Lord that you're aware of our needs. And I just pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that there be a word that meets our needs and touches our hearts. We'll come to you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, that we have such an invitation to draw near to you, to cast a care upon you, to rest in your presence. So we'd ask, Heavenly Father, your Holy Spirit would come and manifest power, we might feel his, the weight of his presence, the fragrance of his presence, even in our homes, Lord. We might know, Lord, the comfort and joy of your embrace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning I want to talk to you about the Covid revival. I don't mean the second wave. I mean the revival that's coming out of the plate, and I want to encourage you also uh, to get involved in the If My People 30 Day Prayer initiative and uh, just use it to the full. When I start reading the be verse in Isaiah, Isaiah 41 verse 5. Sorry, Isaiah 24 verse 5. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore the curse devours the earth. And he tells us the result The whole earth languages, everyone is affected, priest, to peasant, king, everyone, and their houses are shut up. Sounds a bit familiar, doesn't it? (laughs) Ever since the world view changed from the creation to the big bang, from the secular, from the spiritual to the secular, the church has been lamenting, this nation is under the judgment of God. And so we've seen, we have passed laws that disregard his work, I have no respect for his laws or his ordinances, or his divine order, and we've gone our own way. So whether you think, you know, that the pandemic is the judgment of God, or whether God just allowed it, the fact is, it's there. And God tells us how to deal with it. So let's look at possible judgments. We get this idea that under the covenant of God with Israel, the covenant was very simple. We know God says, Follow me, be faithful to me, and I'll bless you. I'll bless your basket. I'll bless your body. I'll bless your business. You know, I'll bless you. But disobey. <laughs> And to be cursed. Now we get the idea of God sitting on a throne and saying, Take a curse, take a curse, and throwing his thunderbolts at us. Well, not necessarily that. It's just for me, for just God to withdraw his hand in his care. And this fallen world (laughs) will produce his own curses. God takes his hands off it. But judgment with God. Is always for benefit. Next to this chapter 8 it tells us the reason for judgment is this. One, that I might demonstrate my power in signs and wonders. Two, that you might know that I am God. And three, <laughs> that you might know that the earth is mine. And the fourth purpose was that I might gather my people together. So every time God judged his people, it was to redeem them, restore them, and bring them back. Way back in the time of the flood, God says, and wickedness of the earth had got to such a thing. God says, Enough, <laughs> I've destroyed them. But Noah it says, A righteous man found grace. And God restored, reached out, and saved the righteous when he judged them. And when he saved Noah, he renewed covenant with him. He renewed covenant. And now he restored the right relationship. Then when you come to Israel, and the covenant of Abraham, and God says to Abraham, you know, your people will be in bondage 400 years. Then I will deliver them with a strong hand. And when the time comes, he comes to Moses and says, Moses, I want you to deliver my people and I'm going to send plagues upon Egypt and bring out from hand." And that's when he gave the purpose. The purpose of these plagues is that they might know I'm God. i lay a foundation for their faith. They'll know I'm God. They'll know the earth is mine and I will gather my people out. So his judgment was to release his people and establish their faith. They come to Sodom and Gomorrah, and it says, The wickedness has reached up to me, God says. And I came down to see if it was so. And they couldn't find ten righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> but it took out. It took out the saints. It took Lot and his family out. his people, even in judgment. And Jesus says to try and side and listen to this: <laughs> If you don't repent, it'll be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than for you. What would light will be his assessment of our day today? Then you come to that, the plague of Egypt. God says, "Listen, the cry of my people has come up to me." cry of my people. God God is aware of the circumstances. He's aware of the cry, and he always sends the deliverer. When they were telling the of it, we were in exile in Babylon, and God was promised to bring back. God said, for 70 years, at the end of the 70 years, I'll bring you back. And when I bring you back, I'll be there. I'll be there. And when combine come back they're rebuilt and rebuild, and reestablish, Covenant relationship. They revived their faith. They rediscovered the law and sorted out the lies. Young Josiah, when he became king, after years of idolatry under Ahab and Jezebel, he discovered the word. He revived the word. He revived the sacrifices. He revived the worship. And the people, Solomon, we declare the covenant with God. So when God judges, you know, his end result is not destruction, but redemption. That brings back. And I bring this to where we are. Well, I you think this, and what well, do you think then? Coronavirus is God smiting us, or whether well, it's just that back in the alone. The fact is it's there, <laughs> within in the midst of a pestilence, God tells us in 2nd Chronicles how to deal with it. The book of Chronicles is quite interesting. Not many people like it, you know, it kind of follows the book of Kings. The book of Kings is about the kings of Judah, but it parallels the kings of Israel. The Book of Chronicles is about the kings of Israel, but it parallels the kings of Judah, so it gets a bit repetitive. Now, it reminds me of the time you used to go to the pictures, and you just get in, you know, and if you went in the middle, you sat through it, take it back to the back of a minute, get your money's worth. You say, well, this is about a minute back out now, you know. I mean, you're reading Chronicles; it's a bit like that. Oh, this is the battle. I've read this bit before, but one of the most famous verses in it. And it's known all around the world, the 7 and 14, if my people will humble themselves and cry. The If My People musical in the 70s, the Carol and Jimmy Owens laid the foundation for the charismatic removal sure in almost across the world. If you Google If My People, you get about six entries. If you go into the web, you'll get about 77 entries. If you go to YouTube, you'll get over 100. <laughs> Be his aspects on if my people will pray. So what is the credibility of this verse, this book chronicled? It comes from the incident of Solomon dedicating the temple. And he's crying to God, Lord, would you own this building? Will you put your name in it? And whatever your people are, whatever calamity they're in—war, pestilence, whatever, Lord—and the prayer to this place, will you answer and deliver them? And the reality, God enters covenant, but He says yes, yes—a covenant to answer the prayer of His people. And what's interesting, you know, that we often read some 40, but we never read seven St. thirteen. St Chronicles seven thirty says this: "If I send pestilence to my people, and if my people pray, so we have a pestilence, and we have a remedy. If my people pray, how Interesting interesting it says, except my people. You see the reality is God's concern is his people, his church, his beloved, the apple of his eye, his pride. Not concerned about judging the world. Paul says to the church, what we got to do with judging the world? Let's judge one another. There will come a judgment of the world in the day of the Lord and their judgment will be on what and how they've handled and dealt with the people of God. But judgment begins in the house of the Lord. God says, my people. It begins with us. I'll humble themselves and cry. The church has got to wake up and say, oh, it's a terrible world. What they're doing, what they're doing, they deserve all the game. It's the church that's evolved. It's the church that got slack. It's the church that's let go. It's the church that has moved the ordinances. It's the church that's rationalized the priestess, It's the church that stepped back and morphed with the world. God says, My people will humble themselves. And pray. and pray. Some verses say, my people will cry. I will hear the cry. A cry, you know, is an evidence of life. When the baby gives when they give birth to a baby, you know, and there's no quimper or no cry, there's that anxiety and that dreadful pause. Don't hear the cry. Oh, a sign of life. And when God's people begin to pray and cry, it gets a sign of life. We're fed up with the lethargy, the indifference. We cry. My people cry, their crying comes up to me. And if they see my face, God's asking you "No, know, what do you mean to be seeking? It's to reseat my intimacy, get back into relationship. Jesus said to the of revelation, oh, repent. And not done your first love. Revive yourself. And every time God judged Israel, they invited they had to read from that, Lord, we have sinned, forgive us. And enter again into covenant. If they'll seek my face and turn. Turning is repentance. That's what repentance means. Turn away from it. Turn back. And God's crying to his people say, Come back, come back. Be fully made. Fear not me. <laughs> Don't be in two calms. Be real. No. Get back. Rededicate yourself. Get back to your first love. Come, come on up to me. Then he says, I will hear. I will hear. Both the remedy lies in the hands of the church. I am That brings us to the prayer initiative. We're under 30 days. Let me encourage you to embrace it, get involved in it, mm-hmm. use it. And so today this is day four of it, And the prayer is. Thank God for his power to sustain his people throughout this difficult season, that my people will cry. Pray for some who may have drifted away from the Lord. And we as zealous as we used to be, and be as ardent as we used to be, and we as careful. To be his word that we just, well, that was for that day. Things are different now. We accept things that are unacceptable in the Bible. Well, that's just our day. God changes not. We need to revive ourselves. We dedicate ourselves. And Felbert we pray that your faith, your hope, and your love will grow much potentially through these trials. The Lord needs to see a people whose God is the Lord. The Lord needs to see a people in victory. The Lord needs to see us as a spectacle of His goodness. That's what it means to be His witness. God wants to state you and show the world what He does with the weak things. Well. I'm going to leave you with Isaiah 41 verse 10. says, fear not. Fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is the product of the doubt. Fear not, says God, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. This time i shut down. I've heard people say, I've never had so much time to pray. It's wonderful. I've never had so much time to read the word. It's wonderful. I've never heard so many sermons on YouTube. It's wonderful. May it prove to be a time of retreat when it fires us up again. And being like flowing rivers of running water. It sets the spark of fire in again. When the church rises up, and opens the doors. shows forth the glory of God. Let's just pray. Father, well, we thank you, Lord, that your interest is in us. Thank you for your love and your concern. And we do pray be humbly before you, Lord. Lament the weakness of our witness in the land. The weakness of our influence and our voice in the nation. And repent, Lord, for Father, the things that we've adopted and went along with and excused. And ask, Lord, that you would come afresh upon us. Quicken us by the fullness of your Spirit. That we may walk worthy of you and declare your glory and see your wonders. In Jesus' name.